and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. In today's reading, uh, we are in Matthew's account of the uh, Christmas story. And we hear of Joseph's obedience and his faithfulness. This is in comparison to Luke's version of events where Joseph isn't really mentioned. Um, Mary is the centre of that story and it's about her confidence in what Christ, uh, what God is doing in her life. But for both of them, God is with them in a very physical way. It's literally you know, growing inside of Mary. And we see that um, in Luke's Gospel when Mary goes to visit her relative uh, Elizabeth, who's also pregnant. And uh, as soon as Mary walks in, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit just by the mere presence of Jesus in Mary's womb and we see it in Luke's gospel when Mary sings her song the Magnificat and we sang some of that in our first hymn tell out my soul and it's really I thought it's a a bit a bit like an anthem cry for the Israelite masses you know God has been with us all of these times and he has delivered us And now he's coming again and he's going to be with us and he's going to deliver us. This time, though, God is going to deliver them from sin. We see that in Matthew's Gospel. He says, you will call him Jesus because he will save his people from his sins. He's delivering them from sin rather than delivering them from Pharaoh uh, when they needed saving from Uh, the Egyptians. He's leading them into freedom rather than leading them into the desert. And we're told that this is a fulfilment of a prophecy. And we have that read for us by Beth um, in Isaiah in our Old Testament reading, the prophecy that a young woman, a virgin, would give birth to a son and they would call him Emmanuel because it means God with us. The king was finally coming to live among his people, God with us. So, what about us? Uh, The name Emmanuel is not just a name. It's a declaration of heaven meeting earth, that God is with us in the struggle, in the darkness, in the brokenness of human life. Because this isn't just a fulfilment of a prophecy, this is the fulfilment of the covenant, the promise which God made with Abraham all those years earlier. And he said, through your family, all people will be blessed. And we see this being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. It's a fulfilment of the prophecy and of the prophets of the covenant. So when when God, sorry, (laughs) lost my train of thought. When Jesus was born, 
when Jesus lived on earth and he lived his perfect life, when he died on that cross, when he rose again, God with us became Christ in us. And we're in this season of Advent where we are looking forward to a time that is not yet here. I was joking with Craig that I was going to say, you know, and Jesus isn't going to be physically with us this year. Um, And I thought, well, I better not, you know, say that because he might come again before Christmas Day. We don't know. So, but God is with us. We wait not for the birth of Jesus on Christmas morning, but we wait for Jesus coming again. Matthew's gospel is framed with this truth that God is with us. We start in Matthew chapter 1 today with Emmanuel being promised, God with us. And we end Matthew 28 where Jesus says, I will be with you until the end of time. God is with us. Matthew wants us to know that. God is with us. So in God becoming Christ in us, it leaves us with a job to do. Jesus' whole life and ministry is a ministry of proclaiming the gospel. That is that God is coming and we can draw near to him. His ministry is the one of feeding the hungry, healing the broken, bringing hope and light. And we have that job to do as well. A job of feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, welcoming the outsider, loving the widow. Widows were um, a big passion for Jesus. And that was because in that time, there was no um, welfare system that would kind of look after those people. And a widow then would have been not just husbandless, but she wouldn't have had a son to go and live with. She wouldn't have had a daughter who was married to go and live with. This would have been a lady with no means to support herself, just left and abandoned. And who are those people in our society today? A couple of weeks ago, um, Barry and I, my husband and I, were out um, in Lancaster in the evening and uh, we bought a couple of cheeseburgers from McDonald's for only 99p and uh, we just give them out to people that we might um, find sleeping in doorways um, in our city. And uh, we got chatting to one young man and we asked him where he was from because he didn't sound like he was from Lancashire. Um, And he said, oh, I'm I'm actually from Manchester. And... um, we asked, oh, right, how, how have you entered Lancaster? I said, oh, I've moved to Lancaster, um, which is a funny concept. You know, somebody that's homeless, we said, I've moved to Lancaster because it's easier to be homeless here than it is to be homeless in Manchester. And he told us of many, many times that he had been sleeping in a doorway and somebody drunk had urinated on him. And isn't that just, it just breaks your heart. And you know that God's heart is broken for those people as well. So who are those people that we fight for, who we bring hope to um, in this in-between time where we wait for Jesus to come again? Because if God is with us, which he is, then Christ is in us. And that means we have his 
light and his hope and his joy and his peace to bring to the people that we meet. In a minute, I'm going to play a song for us. Um, It's the Advent carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I want us to think about a couple of things. But I thought before I do that, I'd read this um, poem by a man called Howard Thurman. And it speaks of what happens when Christmas is over. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. We're told in our reading today that Jesus would be known by two names. He would be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. That he would be known as Emmanuel because it means God with us. We know that he's with us. He lives within us. And what do we want to be known for? Maybe you're sat there and you're thinking, I'm not sure God does live within me. And I'd love to invite you to invite him to live in your heart, to live in your life. And maybe you know that he lives within you. And while the song's playing, I'd just like you to think about those things. Feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, proclaiming the gospel. The things that we've been called to, that Paul wrote in our, uh, we read in our Romans reading, what we are called to do. How will we respond in this in-between time? What is it that we would like to be known for?